0: as we think about you know success do you know is it is it fame money power do we have to step into the spotlight climb the ladder like is that success is that the only way that we can define success
1: this is the playbook tim sure he wrote the book the secret society of success say that 10 times fast look we share uh a philosophy about success and the subtleties of success and the secrets of success and the aggregation of success and the, i call it the empty mile of success uh, why so few people experience success uh, as a perpetuity state uh, of happiness which is to me the enjoyment of the consistent every day persistent without quit pursuit of your potential um let's get into that book because um you've worked with some extremely successful people uh, to collaborate and coordinate on your book. What are some of the lessons that people are going to not only learn, be exposed to learn, but also be able to implement? Because, you know, there's a lot of books that are entertaining, but we have no takeaways, no executable items to work upon and practice. Your book's different. We're given practical advice on how to be successful. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I'm, I'm sure y'all are familiar with the story of Apollo 11. You've got Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, you know, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. But what a lot of people don't know, there's actually a third astronaut on that mission and his name was Michael Collins. So here you have Michael Collins, the guy ubers Neil and Buzz to the moon, drops them off so that they can do these various tasks on the moon's surface while he back in the command module Orbits in something like 26 times until the guys are ready to be picked up and brought back to Earth. And to me, what would make this a pretty miserable story would be if Michael Collins gets back, sits down with the press, and you know says, "Well, it sure would have been nice to walk on the moon," and you know acted like a victim, tried to take a spotlight away from the mission as a whole. But what's beautiful is that's not at all what happened. He talked about instead with the press how content he was to have had one of those three seats. So it's interesting to me that for so many of us as we think about, you know, success, do you know, is it, is it fame, money, power? Do we have to step into the spotlight, climb the ladder? Like is that success? Is that the only way that we can define success? And and I just feel like as I've lived my life the last 10 15 years really navigating my career, it's stories like Michael Collins that really show me a new way to approach my life and my career, being content with the seat that I have, and also seeing myself as somebody who contributes to a larger mission. So for so many of us, we're trying to make it about us, but what I love about stories like Michael and other people in you know, what I call the secret society of success is they're just living and, and thinking differently. And so that's the way that I think so many of us, even just from the very beginning, are we thinking that it's all about us, or are we content playing the role and contributing to a larger mission, if you will? And what I love about that,
1: and, you know, I was talking earlier about reconciling time uh, in space uh, with, you know, this idea of faith. This is a simple thing that I see people doing. And, you know, I'm somebody that was known for decades, right? Oh, you know, Lee Steinberg's CEO, right? You know, the CEO of Samsung's phone division. Oh, you know, Warren Moon's partner. Right. So I know what Michael Collins felt like. And I always told people they would say, you know, you know, and and, and literally people I would be having a conversation, you know, and somebody would step right in front of me to talk to Lee or to Warren or Steve Young or Troy Aikman. You know, it was a third seat position. And I said, yeah, the, the difference is, is I don't want what other people want for me. I don't want what's missing and what I don't have. And so many people dream about being the CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, most notable sports agency in the world. The Jerry Maguire movie was made out. So many people mm-hmm. want to be in my seat, right? Yeah. How yeah. could I deny that success for myself? The same way uh, someone that packs a, a parachute during a war, right? The guy who packs yeah. the parachute, yeah. not it. the paratrooper, it. right? He, he it. Is critical critical to the mission. And so Michael Collins, obviously critical, three seats, how many people in the world, look, we got billionaires paying to have a seat that's less than Michael Collins. And yet if he denied the value of what he had achieved in the context of what, there's always in a world of infinite in this idea of reconciliation of time, there's always more, there's always infinite plus one. There's always more so, Be grateful in two respects, not just grateful for what you want and what you have, but be grateful that we live in an infinite world where you still can get more. You still can get more if you pay attention and give attention to the causes. What are some of the interferences that people have when they get into a situation of taking for granted what other people are wishing for?
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of my favorite leaders is uh, Tim Cook of Apple, and um, Tim is you know, now CEO, but before that, he was COO under Steve Jobs. Well, Steve Jobs passes away, and the person who had been groomed to take over is, is Tim Cook. So um, we're at the release of the Apple Watch, and it's a pretty big moment for Apple because this is the first uh, product released, new product since Steve had passed away. Big moment for Apple, big moment for Tim Cook. And uh, so he's on national television and David Muir asked him, is this the moment for you, the moment of your career at Apple? And just think about how you would respond in that moment, right? You're kind of, you're talking and describing, okay, these people who are in the shadow of a leader, right? Um, Very much under the radar. And Tim Cook had been operating for decades, you know, behind the scenes. People don't know what he's contributing. And what I love about his response is, he he goes in the opposite direction than most of us probably would have responded with. We would have wanted to take the credit, take the bait, use that opportunity to revel in the spotlight. But when he's asked, is this the moment for you, the moment of your career at Apple? He says, well, it's a moment for Apple. I don't really think about myself that much. So here you have a leader casting a shadow that says, hey, I don't need the spotlight. I don't care if I get the credit or not. And in fact, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to give credit to my team. To me, that's, that's humble confidence. That's a humility, knowing your role and the part that you play, but also caring so much about the people on your team and the work that they've done that, you know, it's what hundreds, if not thousands of people that would have taken to release a product like that. So he doesn't take the bait. He gives credit to his team, but also he has enough confidence in the part and the value that he's bringing that he doesn't need to remind us about it. He doesn't need people to, you know, pat him on the back. So I just love those kinds of responses. Those kinds of leaders show us how to define success a little bit differently. Maybe success isn't getting the spotlight. Maybe success is shining the spotlight on somebody else
1: elevating others to elevate themselves. I just got back from Saudi Arabia and Riyadh, and we had the Global Entrepreneurship Congress. Uh, And the keynote speakers were myself, Steve Wozniak, uh, Mark Randolph, Randolph, who's the um, the founder of Netflix, and of course, uh, Mr. Hoffman himself, the founder uh, of, of Priceline. And we were all third seat leaders. Right. We, yeah. we all most people, if you, besides Steve, who just because Apple was so huge, but he still was a third seat, you know, of course, at Apple uh, as well. And, you know, besides, you know, him in notoriety, most people don't know who Jeff Hoffman, Mark Randolph or David Meltzer are in the world. Yes, yeah. there, there were yeah. people there that were going Goo and Gaga and just like people who know space travel would go completely nuts if they met Michael Collins. <laughs> Michael Collins. Yeah. Right. And in Tim cook, by the way, right? Like most people are probably like, Oh, that's that guy's name. That Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. means you, you are an intelligent follower. You are a great leader. You're elevating others to elevate yourself and you understand how things get done. And it's so interesting because I'm in this transition in my own career from being a third seat to a second seat. uh, And the only way that I've made this transition is all the other third seats with me, you know, And and I think it's easier to to have come from the third seat and appreciate that uh, and have appreciation for that to get to the second seat uh, as well. Um, For you in this transition, some people never want to get to the second seat or even the first seat. Uh, Some people will never get to the third seat. How can people be successful even if they don't have a seat at the table and they're working towards the seat at the table?
0: Yeah, so I um, I was at a concert, and there there was a moment in the concert where the lead singer is playing guitar, standing center stage. For the next song, he jumps back onto a piano, which is a little bit further back on the stage. And for a minute, the guy running the spotlight lost him. And so you could, we all in the audience saw what was going on. It's like he's doing figure eights on the stage. We knew he was lost, right? And so the lead singer, you know, he's like, hey, got to stay with me, bro. And just was kind of joking. Everybody was laughing and, and he found him. The show went on, right? But I, I just, it got me thinking, isn't it interesting? If that guy does his job well with excellence, he becomes invisible. Nobody even notices him. Right. And there's so many of us that feel invisible. So how do we get the motivation to stay in it and just to keep moving right and so there's this um this this quote that I'd heard and it said you know help enough people get what they want and eventually you'll get what you want zig Ziglar. it's a it's a great start but here's the problem that I have with that so if our motivation is to give to then get something in return isn't that just self serving right so The way that I feel like we should live is help people get what they want, period. And that's hard because we want to have the success for ourselves. We want to create our own destiny, right? But I feel like if we actually want to stay in a healthy headspace as we go about doing our work, we have to help other people win. And in 2020, LeBron James and Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA Finals. So they give a trophy to the team, uh, but there's also a trophy that's given out at the end of every season to the scoring leader, the person who had the highest points per game average. And it's a big deal to be the scoring leader in the NBA. Michael Jordan won this thing a record setting 10 times. So you've got a guy like LeBron, you'd think he has all the talent in the world as one of the greatest NBA players of all time to win the scoring title. But what's interesting to me is in 2020, LeBron didn't win the scoring title. In fact, he wasn't even in the top five but LeBron led the league in assists, meaning the way that he chose to play and ultimately how he and his team won was by setting up his teammates up to, six, uh, to up to score and to win. And so what's interesting to me is as we think about success, so many of us think we need to be the scoring leader. This is all about us. But that's not what LeBron showed. He actually said, what if success is in the assist?" So if we want to progress in our careers, I just feel like if we can operate with that kind of a headspace, with that motivation, help somebody else win, help somebody get what they want, I just believe the rest is going to take care of itself.
1: Yeah, it's a mindset of having a value add perspective in life, not a zero sum uh, perspective where we give That's to it. receive. Bob Proctor, uh, you know, my mentor who passed away recently, you know, always said, "Don't give to receive." receive so you can give more unconditionally mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to receive any more what we need to do is appreciate what we have which expands its value acknowledge it by giving it away letting it be lost stolen or even manipulated but then make sure that we ask for more not necessarily from the person we're giving to right but making sure we're asking the universe or wishing you know the one thing that steve jobs didn't have was his health And it took me till later on in my life to appreciate, acknowledge and ask for more health. Because if you're healthy, you get a million wishes. And no matter how much money and success you have, if you're unhealthy, you only have one wish. As Steve Jobs proved uh, on his deathbed with his death letter that he only had one wish uh, because Mm -hmm. he did not prioritize. The most important thing in our lives is our health. Hey, Tim, we got to do more together bring that energy. Give me that smile. <laughs> go, everybody has to read this book, The Secret Society of Success. There's a certain mindset, a certain heart set, and a certain handset that people have that are successful. And not only does Tim Schur have that, but he gives it to you unconditionally. Make sure you go out and, and read his book. Thank you so much, Tim. We'll see you soon. Uh, check him out, of course, at Tim Schur.